father, a Christian. He saw the connection between dreams, the right kind, and enjoyment, fruitfulness, and glorifying God. That's quite a connection. Those are the kind of dreams I'm talking about in this book. They stir one of the most potent motivations of the human heart, ambition. It's the instinctual motivation to aspire to things, to make something happen, to have an impact, to count for something in life. Herman Melville called ambition the most secret of all passions. What do you call it? What comes to your mind when you think of ambition? Does the word conjure images of megalomaniacal petty dictators or chew-up-anybody-in-my-way corporate climbers? Or do you see ambition as an important part of great human achievement, the drive behind scientific discovery, political change, artistic excellence? More importantly, do you see it as something occupying the interest of God? Do you know what comes to mind when I think of ambition? Me. I've always had more of it than I knew what to do with. If it involved a ball, I wanted to be on a winning team. If it involved a group, I wanted to lead. If it involved school, I wanted to leave and go play something with a ball. Yeah, my ambitions were strong, but they ran pretty shallow. From early on, I remember wanting to make an impact, to differentiate myself in some way. Give me the ball, give me the lead, give me the wheel. It didn't matter. I just wanted to be somebody creating momentum. And if, in some strange and totally unexpected way, my actions brought attention to me, then bring it on, baby. John Adams once spoke of the natural passion for distinction we all have. How every person is strongly actuated by a desire to be seen, heard, talked of, approved, and respected. I'm not saying this is a good thing, but it sure was a Dave thing. Being first wherever I may be was an unconscious mantra I repeated with religious fervor. And it's that very struggle with ambition gone bad that led me to write this book. Maybe you're like me. You have a vision of success that guides your dreams and decisions each day. Or maybe you're saying, nope, I'm with Andy. I'm pretty good at just chilling with whatever comes along. But ambition, by definition, is about the future, which means it's about all of us. And as we step into the future, whatever it is we're pursuing, whether it's Mr. Right, the corner office, well-behaved kids, successful ministry, or just a long nap, it matters to God. So does the reason we pursue it. Rescue Operation The ambition dreams I'm talking about can't be unlocked with a surgical procedure. They need to be rescued. To rescue means to save something, to prevent it from being discarded or harmed. Capsized ships need it. Damsels in distress need it. Sometimes our economy needs it. Ambition needs it as well. You see, I believe that ambition, godly ambition that is, is a noble force for the glory of God. But let's face it, ambition is mostly hovered outside of respectability. For church leaders from Augustine to Jonathan Edwards, ambition was synonymous with the love of earthly honor, vainglory, fame hunting, pretty slimy stuff. Today's cultural climate doesn't help. The prevailing worldview in the West involves a distrust in big ideas and man's ability to achieve them, and the firm belief that objective truth doesn't exist. But when we deny truth, we suffocate ambition. Without truth as a foundation and ideas worth exploring, meandering replaces meaning, 
Confusion trumps conviction. Ambivalence swallows aspiration. Nothing really matters all that much. Ambition must also be rescued from a wrong understanding of humility. That may sound crazy, but I'm serious. I think this issue quenches a lot of evangelical fire. Humility, rightly understood, shouldn't be a fabric softener on our aspirations. When we become too humble to act, we've ceased being biblically humble. True humility doesn't kill our dreams. It provides a guardrail for them, ensuring that they remain on God's road and move in the direction of His glory. Ultimately, it's we ourselves who hold ambition hostage. We're sinners. We love ourselves. We aspire to bring glory to ourselves, and we'll drop godly dreams if something more attractive shows up. And in the process, the right kind of dreams die. So this book is my own little attempt...